All right, we should be live. I'm just going to go ahead and double check here. See where we're at. Perfect. Okay. Excellent. Well, everybody that is able to hop on uh, here, great. Uh, if not, I'm not worried about it. Um, you know, this is going to be something that we're obviously going to keep doing in perpetuity. Uh, if you haven't jumped on to, uh, to any of the podcasts so far, my name is Reed Clanahan. Uh, my co-founder of NACO uh, actually is out a little under the weather today. And so it'll just be me. And um, so, yeah, so anybody that hasn't hopped on so far, obviously NACO, it stands for National Association of Co-Living Operators and, uh, and the like. And so, you know, obviously for this particular podcast uh, and a handful of things that we do, we, you know, focus on by the bedroom rentals and, you know, obviously co-living and the buy box and everything that we've talked about with Frank and the, the, the ability to, uh, you know, really have a, a specific, you know, buy box that we're looking for when it comes to the types of deals and everything. It, it could include, of course, other types of co-living. But today, just to go ahead and give you a little bit of a preview the, the previous handful of weeks have been around the different kind of personality types that we tend to see in uh, this particular groups, as well as, uh, you know, some some pad split groups and a handful of other Facebook groups. But I would say specifically for um, NACO and this Facebook group, um, a handful of personality types that we've seen are, of course, the, the operator themselves would be like me, uh, would be the wholesaler, so a, a deal connector effectively. Uh, like Frank, someone that is, um, you know, wholesaling and understands how to do so on creative terms, you know, so a wholesaler. Uh, last time we were on here, we had Caleb Christopher on and he's uh, he's got a company that's called CreativeTC.io. And uh, that was all around transaction coordination. And then today to really kind of round out all of the different personality types that we tend to see in this group, we're going to be talking specifically about the investor and uh, the different types of investors we see in general, uh, whether it's, you know, in and out of this group, I'm going to go super broad and talk about investors from a creative standpoint, but also from uh, just, you know, other types of investors standpoint, you know, there's just a lot of different kinds. And because uh, Frank wasn't able to join us, there's not going to be just a ton of back and forth, but I, I have a um, handful of things that, I'm personally working on that, you know, I'm not completely ready to take fully public yet, but I'm going to give us a, a sneak preview of um, an ebook that I'm actually working on right now that really addresses all the different uh, personality types that we see within uh, creative real estate and helping people get really clear on uh, who they are as a creative real estate investor. And so to start more broadly, uh, when it comes to investing in co-living deals specifically, if you aren't an operator, you're most likely going to be looking for an experienced operator that's done by the bedroom or some sort of pad split type of scenario. And uh, that's going to be uh, that's going to be typically done one of two different ways. Right. And so we, we typically ha we have an equity investor, someone that's like, hey, I want to be in the deal. I'll be the money in the deal. Um, you know, if you're able to, to work out a good deal, maybe you're doing 50-50 and then you have private lending, private money types of investors that would be more geared towards uh, something along the lines of, you know, 10, 12, 15 percent money uh, that's secured in second lien position to basically help people fund 
their entire entry fees to actually get into these deals. And so those would be really the two main categories that we see. Uh, before I dive into the specific uh, different personality types and everything, just to di dissect those a little bit further on the equity uh, types of partners that we see, usually uh, this, this person uh, is, uh, maybe they've had a handful of rentals, maybe they're a W-2, whatever the scenario is, uh, but uh, they're looking for not just the cash flow. The cash flow is fine. The cash flow is good, <clears throat> but it's not the main focus. You know, they're they're also very very interested in obviously all the costs, uh, the the tax uh, benefits as well, and things like pass through depreciation uh, as well. And so, you know, there there's many reasons to do both. Um, I would say that the private money lender is typically looking to to some degree you know, have their money, yes, secured by real estate, but they're also looking to pull their money out maybe a little bit sooner. And uh, they're looking to, you know, turn that money over again. And so uh, without further ado, it might just be easiest for me to hop into the ebook. And, you know, my ebook is is not anything I'm really putting out uh, in, a, in a big way right now, but it's really going to uh, help kind of dissect the way that I think about the different investor types and the way that they can work together and collaborate as well. So let me go ahead and just share my screen here. Perfect. So <laughs> you see it in here first. Uh, well, again, wasn't planning on actually talking about this at all. Uh, but you know, with, with Frank out, you know, not a ton of back and forth. So I'm just going to kind of go in here. Uh, but I'm working on something called the real estate animal kingdom. Uh, it's the idea is to help people discover who they are as a creative real estate investor. Let me just go ahead and expand this out here. Hopefully this is uh, let me just double check that my screen share is working here. Yeah, it looks like we're doing just fine. Yep. Perfect. Okay. Let me go ahead and come out here. Awesome. Um, so, so yeah, so the idea, I'm just going to zoom in the idea. Whoop. <laughs> Skipping ahead here. Hold on. There we go. Uh, the idea is the different personality types. Um, you know, if you're a, an animal uh, in this animal kingdom and you happen to be underwater, you're more of a debt investor and you're going to see what I'm talking about. If you are on land, you're going to be more of an equity type of investor. And uh, as I mentioned, you know, both have their benefits. And then the size of the animal really is a reflection of the amount of resources uh, that that particular type of investor has to give. Uh, right. Because there's obviously there's money, there's access, there's um, relationships or, or some sort of information that the deal wouldn't have happened uh, some other way. And then there's also time and just overall wherewithal as far as um, what level are you an operator and an investor as well. So um, and I'll dive more into what I'm talking about here in just a minute. But yeah. And then and then, of course, the life cycle of the investor. The way that uh, I see it generally, especially with uh, when it comes to uh, creative real estate investing, is that people, especially in their earlier years, tend to focus on uh, cash flow first. I mean, really, cash flow is, you know, always and forever. <laughs> cash flow is, is one of those things we always really want to focus on. Uh, but I would just say, generally speaking, and there's different strategies and stuff out there, you're not typically focused on equity. I would say that equity typically then comes thereafter and you know for someone like me for someone like maybe other pad split uh by the bedroom type of rental type of uh operator investors 
Uh, they're going to be focused on, you know, ideally scaling out with cash flow. And then, of course, you have a lot more ability to, to do things and leverage your balance sheet when it comes to uh, things like equity uh, later on, because you built up a bit of a, a nest egg. And then generally speaking, you don't see people be um, solely debt investors. Uh, generally, I just to generalize here, I would say until a little bit later in their life, um, I want you to think about the folks that all own the real estate outright and they have the ability to uh, seller finance and hold paper effectively for larger amounts of money. And that's really what I mean by that investor uh, type. And so, yeah, just to go through it here, there's different types. Obviously, I'm going to focus on the uh, the whale and everything first. The whale is obviously the biggest, like a really, really big whale would be one that could obviously back when rates were two and three and four uh, percent uh, lend on that type of uh, deal. Uh, but, you know, for this scenario, slightly smaller whale, if you will, um, is going to be focused on, let's just say, anything that's above the prime rate. Um, but, you know, they uh, they're looking for the long term, you know, pay me my turns, pay me my returns and leave me alone is kind of the, the thing I have in caption here. Um, they do not generally having they don't, don't generally have equity in these deals. Um, you know, it's all debt. It's amortized. They might move slower. They want to be in first lien position. There's probably going to be more stringent rules about how to actually get this money. Right. And then there's uh, just to keep moving on here. There's the shark right next door. The shark, uh, I would say, is smaller than uh, the whale, if you will. So the folks that are, uh, I would say, more of like maybe they're a loan to own kind of scenario. They're they're really aggressive when it comes to. Um, getting into uh, deals and really trying to create the, the biggest spread for themselves um, in that regard. And uh, when it comes to that, um, I would just say they're they're always actively doing deals. Um, they're going to want, you know, this is like hard money. You know, hard money is easy to get, but hard to live with. Right. So hard money, uh, anything above 14 percent, you know, could be debated, obviously, with where the prime rate is currently. Uh, but I would just say, generally speaking, that uh, they're they're super aggressive uh, and they're trying to find different ways to obviously make more money on the same deal. And they, so they essentially want what's on your plate as well. So uh, that's that piece there. So just to keep moving on, kind of keep this uh, fairly timely. A dolphin would be primarily someone I would be looking for. Um, generally, eight to twelve percent. And again, these may need. This is something that's still under editing. And so, you know, these, these may fluctuate a bit. And I would just say um, it's a little bit smaller than a dolphin can be a little bit smaller than a, a shark, if you will. Uh, but they're going to be looking anywhere from eight to let's just say 12, 13, 14 percent. And they're OK with that second lien position. Um, they're generally not amortized. It's interest only as well. And then they're not usually having ownership in these deals, uh, but want to know what's going on, want, want to be maybe a longer term relationship. Uh, but I would consider this true, not hard money per se, but private money would be something that would be along the lines of a dolphin. And then uh, to keep moving on here, I would say a fish is very, very similar in all of the respects. Right. But maybe smaller, maybe just wants to see it once and then wants to go do it on their own is going to be kind of not in and out of a deal, uh, but it's going to be probably not a longer term relationship with you just when it comes to resources or whatever else. A fish, if they don't have the resources, it's probably going to need to be some level of an operator and have something else going on. So uh, to continue on, uh, a gator, if you guys have heard of gator lending, the gator method, 
Um, they want chunks of deals. They want to be in and out of deals. They're aggressive. Uh, this could be everything from the smaller amounts of, uh, of uh, you know, earnest money that you need to get in and out of a, a wholesale deal or, or transact in a certain way. And this could be a much larger amount. Um, it really just depends. But the gator tends to live in between land and water. Right. So they're, um, you know, kind of that debt, equity, equity debt, depending on how it's uh, all structured, because there's different types of, you know, gator wrestling and gator sponsorships to effectively get, um, you know, chunks of deals again, and they want to be in and out. This is, you know, if they can do a week or less, great. If they can do a month or two or three months, um, great. I, I don't really hear Gator lending going past about, you know, six, nine, 12 months. Usually that's when we really get into like what would be considered more private money. Right. And then uh, to move on here, the Rhino, that's what I would consider uh, myself personally. So, um, and by the way, the Gator, if you're doing those deals where you're in and out, I mean, it's a real active business. There's a real constraint on your time. Right. Uh, and, you know, uh, obviously you're trying to turn over money so so quickly. So your deals need to fund and you need to be able to turn it over so you can get to the next deal. So it's a real active business. And so, you know, make no mistake about it. Um, it's definitely not a passive scenario like maybe the whale or the uh, the dolphin would have been. So uh, but to carry on um, the the rhino, for example, uh, would be more along the lines of, I would just say the operator, maybe someone like myself, other people that are in this group that are finding these deals, they're going and putting the pieces together, going and executing on these deals. They're real active in the business and they're, they're equity players. Um, as you can see, they're looking for really, really good returns, some sort of preferred return. Um, uh, I would say that probably preferred return. I need to, you know, probably move to the, the next animal here, but what I'm, getting at here is they're really looking for the highest ROI and they're willing to have uh, their time and their operations and everything built around being a doer and, and effectively achieving those higher ROIs. So more of the preferred return, I would say is, is probably more that the camel, the camel in the scenario where they're, they're an equity player. They're probably more conservative. They're probably not doing quite as much when it comes to how active they want to be in these businesses. But I would say, uh, a camel would be a type of animal that would really effectively be in equity deals like a uh, some sort of development deal or even a value add multifamily where they can passively pay, place their money with somebody else, get somebody uh, get some sort of preferred return over a handful of years um, or they're a little bit more patient. And so, you know, they can wait three, five, six, seven, ten years, depending on the type of camel, if you will. And then lastly, the, the elephant and the way I explain elephant is I, I tend to feel like it is a more of a, a fully integrated rhino, if you will, uh, in the sense that, you know, like a whale, you know, they have all the resources in-house. Uh, they're able to raise the money all within house. Maybe they have the lending in-house. And so they're, they're fully integrated. They don't really need you or anybody else to do deals um, effectively. Uh, they can really do their own thing. And so I'm going to stop sharing my screen here just for a minute. And so, yeah, you, you get the idea of all the different uh, types, if you will, when it comes to and I'm going to have more on this. I'm going to I'm going to have um, a lot. Uh, I'm going to have an assessment that's actually going to help people figure out, OK, this is who I am. Therefore, this is how much time I have to invest, the time I'm expecting my money back, uh, the time frames I'm comfortable um, having money out there 
how how much control I need of these things. So anyway, I want people to figure out who they are so they know who to market to, right? Because so many people just sit there and they're just, you know, a feather in the wind. And they're they're not actually thinking about like, it's like, A, what's what's a good return look like for me over what time period? Obviously important, you know, 20% return over three months is a really good return, you know. So I still over a year, it's a really good return, but in three months, it's an excellent return. It just depends on how much capacity do you have. Um, yep, I love it. Have to know your avatar. Nice. I like it. Um, yeah, how much capacity do you have as far as the time that you're able to invest, as far as the resources, as far as your ability to find and execute on deals? And, you know, of course, some of these things take some learning and some um and some experience in some regard, but I would just say like, yeah, figuring out who you are. So for example, in that scenario, like if I'm a rhino, like I'm an active doer, I'd be looking for a dolphin and uh, in a lot of scenarios, be a longer term relationship. We could do 12, 14, you know, 15% money, um, you know, but there's scenarios where let's say a, uh, um, a wholesaler, uh, is working with a fix and flipper, a wholesaler could be using a gator. So they need in and out, you know, transactional funding. They're going to get their commission on the other side of whatever else. And they could be actually selling it to a fix and flipper that needs a shark because they need hard money because they only need it for a certain period of time. And, um, you know, they're going to flip it. They're going to list it. They're going to sell the property. And so again, you know, I think just whether you use my terminology um, or you use somebody else's terminology, the more that people can, get clear on, on who they are and then, you know, ultimately who they want to focus on uh, directing their marketing efforts towards or just relationship building for that matter. Um, I think that that's going to help provide uh, a lot of direction when it comes to just not getting swept up in the wind and having that shiny object syndrome. And then, you know, obviously putting some level of focus to whatever your marketing efforts were to be if you were looking to grow your investments uh, in that regard. And then um, and then lastly, you know, I'm going to shift gears from all the different personality types here and just talk about investors when it comes to uh, specifically by the bedroom, pad split, co-living types of deals. Um, I would just say, you know, there's plenty of vantage points to come into uh, these types of investments from. And some people are coming at it solely from a lending perspective where they're expecting to be in first lien on, on properties when subject to or seller financing, you know, generally speaking, they're already existing financing in place. So it doesn't make a ton of sense. Uh, there's plenty of people that come in from the perspective of multifamily or development types of deals. And, you know, there's a lot, a lot, a lot more due diligence that actually has to take place in the front end. It's a lot more money to put together. Um, it's a lot more um, red tape when it comes to uh, really the, the type of um, ins inspection surveys, all that kind of stuff. Really, realistically, I would just say, if you're really preparing to do any of your, any of a handful of creative deals to do by the bedroom rentals, I would just say, you know, as a general rule, it's gonna be a lot faster turnaround time than probably what you're used to. And if it's a subject to deal, it's most likely that seller is in distress. And so we're catching up the arrears and so effectively, uh, there's there's a tight timeline that we, we've got to meet. And, um, you know, by the time I talk to people, I've already put earnest money in. It's hard. And so I'm committed. 
uh, I'm making, I'm, I'm going to make it happen one way or the other as far as that particular deal. I guess the, uh, the, the overarching theme I would just say is, um, you know, as we kind of discuss what it looks like for some of these smaller deals, creative deals, things like that, I would just say, um, you know, once you go through it once, you're going to have a lot more perspective on what to expect and really what's required in order to do due diligence and get something over the finish line in that regard. And so, um, yeah, I think I'm going to leave it at that for today uh, because Frank's not here. I kind of just word <laughs> word vomited uh, and just gave you guys a ton of info. And, uh, you know, obviously the idea for these podcasts is I'm going to keep coming back and keep, um, you know, dissecting more as I learn, as we learn together. Um, the idea is not to withhold information. The idea is to help people do more deals and, um, and help people to have an abundant mindset around it. Uh, when it comes to say, let's see here. Yep, exactly. Start with the bottom line up front. I love it. So, uh, yeah, and that's that's kind of what we're getting to is just straight to it today. Um, and so, so yeah, the idea is to help people do more deals, have an abundant mindset around it. I, I mean, if you believe that it's going to get harder for people to rent and that rents are going to go up overall, uh, across the board and that we're, we're due for some sort of recession, depression, hyperinflation, whatever, whatever you believe to be true around the corner. Uh, there's just, there's just going to be a huge need for co-living. There's going to be a huge need for uh, operators that know how to, to do co-living and that know how to acquire deals and stuff. So yeah, that's the long and short of it. We're here to share uh, information, also share deals in the group. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to get this posted to Spotify, iTunes, a handful of other places as we go as well. And love the comments, love the feedback, keep them coming. Yep. Section eight. We should talk about that another time here. That's definitely, there's definitely room in this space for that. Um, curious to hear what your thoughts are as well, but at any rate, hope you guys have a great Sunday. Thanks for joining me. We'll, uh, we'll be in touch here. Okay. Bye-bye.